Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. We're in New York. Taryn's home on maternity leave. Taryn, we miss you. We do. But she'll be back soon. And, um, and we're guests at the Hearst Tower. We are. We're up on the 39th floor looking out into a cloud. It's like a whiteout. <laughs> <laughs> it's spring and it's white. It's not smog. It's just fog. We have Lucy Bannon here. She is the market editor for... Oh my gosh, like all of the Hearst <laughs> titles, pretty much, like, right? El Decor, Veranda, Veranda, and, and House, Beautiful. House Beautiful. Welcome. Yes, hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so this is my question first. Number one What question. is a market editor? Because what that confuses me. What is a market editor? Okay, so um, a market editor, not to be confused with someone who works in marketing, actually scours the market for the best, most beautiful, and unique design, um, products, artists, designers, ideas, um, anything under the sun. Mm -hmm. um, but we have the privilege of kind of traveling the world via airplane, Instagram, <laughs> internet, um, to really kind of discover what is new or what is special and introducing that and exposing that to our readership that's a lot okay. of pressure it, yeah. it sounds like it sounds it, hard it, it, maybe it's pressure but it's more fun than anything Is else it? it's such a privilege to be able to you know for my job description literally <laughs> to be to look at beautiful things all day right and then decide if they are fit for you know x magazine x magazine or x magazine i wear three hats so i go into yeah. oh, that's tricky. a meeting and i i mean or i go into an appointment but it's it's actually the beautiful thing about working for the design group is that, you know, if I go in to Ballard, I don't necessarily just have to wear my house beautiful hat. I can, something might not be absolutely perfect for that brand, but it might be perfect for El Decor or Veranda. And I think that that's also that's, yeah. um, something that I, that I like about, you know, our specific and kind of unique scenario here. What are, the, what are the differentiators between those three titles? Oh, well, now I'm back in my interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I suppose um, El Decor is a bit more, you know, at its roots, it came from Elle magazine. Um, it is um, more international. It is a bit more cosmopolitan. Um, our roots are a bit in fashion because of, mm -hmm. um, of Elle. Um, and Veranda based in Atlanta, Georgia, originally. Um, I didn't know and, that. Oh, yeah. Veranda was a garden magazine. That's oh, what. I mean, Veranda's, that makes sense. Um, Veranda's a always veranda had, is a, had a tie. <laughs> an outdoor space. Um, to the South. And so we have a a really large readership in in the South and in the Southeast and in Texas, but also very much up and down the um, U.S. coasts. So up and down the Eastern Seaboard and then a huge readership in California as well. And then House Beautiful is um, it's America's Magazine. I think we're celebrating our 127th year this year at House Beautiful. So, um, you know, House Beautiful has 
a few more tips and we have our paint section. So you can open House Beautiful and you're, you're, you're getting, you know, you're learning how to renovate if you, if you want to do that. But you're also seeing amazing, inspiring feature stories as well and beautiful um, content that we produce on the yeah. 27th floor. And a lot of color, I feel like. A lot of color. We have two color issues per year. Um, and and we embrace it with with all that we've got. Um, it has something for everyone in terms of style too, which I think is one absolutely. of my favorite parts of House Beautiful. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, if because I may have a particular sense of uh, you know I may have my own style, of course, yourself, but mm-hmm. it's fun to see other people's. Absolutely, but then like I'm, I probably wouldn't pick up like dwell or something like uh-huh, that a little more modern you yeah. know but mm-hmm. at least when you get a house beautiful you're like i can get a little bit of modern well, in there but like i don't have to have the whole the whole thing yeah. and thing. you can kind of break it apart and say okay well you know i love the the shape of that sofa but i may not put it in citrus yellow but instead right. i would do a blush pink because that's more of a neutral or something like right. that but there's something to be for everyone yeah. you're right totally so since you were out there constantly looking at the latest and greatest and most amazing stuff, were you were you at High Point? I was. Uh-huh. We go to High Point twice a year, um, both in spring and fall, and we um, we go to Paris in January. We go to um, Milan mm-hmm. in April. Um, we're in LA during West Week and for Legends and. And then we go to the amazing shows that happen right here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, we're as a market editor, the good and the bad of it is that your job really never stops because mm-hmm. beautiful design is everywhere, mm-hmm. true, <laughs> anywhere, all the time. You have to keep your eyes yeah. open. Um, so, well, what are you seeing out there as um, your favorites lately? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. My high point presentation is on Monday, so I haven't haven't quite digested it. But a lot of things we were taking away, I think that maybe, you know, whereas brass was like all the rage a few years ago, maybe it's more natural materials. Um, There's people using rattan and wicker and straw in in really interesting ways that I don't think, um, you know, certainly resurrected from, um, from decades before. Um, and I think that people aren't put necessarily just putting it in um, beach spaces or you know Caribbean type spaces. I think you can really um, it can be sophisticated. It really, can be very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just interesting color palettes. A lot of you know emerald green is still happening, but green I think is happening not only in upholstery now, but also in ceramics and in um, you know painted furniture and glassware. Whereas blue and white will never, blue and white will never go away. Right. But even <laughs> my dear friend Mark Sykes, who is blue and white forever, he introduced was green. a new green collection. I was so, shocked when uh, I went in there. I'm like, know, what? It's I was like, green. Well, keep this us on our brand. toes. He's, he's <laughs> kept us on our toes, um, mm-hmm. which is great. And, um, you know, there was a lot of this kind of um, rust orange, burnt orange, but kind of still coral. It didn't feel... Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel too Western or anything like that. It felt, still felt fresh. Um, With so much input that you're getting all the time, how do you uh, edit down what you have in your own home? Oh, editing my own home. Well, it's easy because it's the size of this table. Um, <laughs> for all of you out there. That the might be harder, though. Three. Well, it 
it is harder. And, and so um, I think that the way that you edit as far as like what do I buy when I'm exposed to so much, you buy things. For me, I'm a textiles addict. It's it's my background and it's just <laughs> I just can't. I can't ever make a decision. So um, I recently bought off the floor two of these beautiful Berger chairs from Bunny Williams' home at her showroom. And they were upholstered probably for, you know, a window or something and a fabric that I never really would have chosen myself. But I love the way they look and I'm excited about having them. The beauty of it is if I tired of that, I can reupholster them in three years. Sure. And so things that are easily reupholstered or, mm. you know, I, I often say, I mean, we, we say not to be afraid of color, right? Or I say not to be afraid of color. Um, and I think it's important to remember that even if you turn a sofa and you put it on the other wall, it's in a different light and it looks completely different. So if you think you're, if you're scared of a red or a blush sofa or something like that, change the throw pillows, change mm-hmm. your paint color, whatever it is, it looks entirely different. I mean, a facelift is a lot easier in your home than it is going to the doctor. True, <laughs> and a lot less expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, one thing that I um, found interesting or was excited about is that you used to work for Richard Keith Langham, and I wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit about that. And sure. And you're just your background in general. Sure. Like how, you, how do you become so, a market editor? How do you become a market editor? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. How long have you been doing this? Um, so almost two years. Okay. Um, and... I um, moved to New York about nine years ago, and I did my master's in the history of decorative arts and design at the Cooper Hewitt, which is a program um, through Parsons, and at the Cooper Hewitt National Design Museum uptown on the Upper East Side. And um, I quickly realized that it was an amazing program. I loved it, but I didn't know what the what in the world I would do with it. So didn't want to do academia. I didn't want to go into curatorial, and I knew that I was obsessed with Keith Langham's work and that he lived, you know, and worked on 63rd Street. So um, I kind of, I found my way there in an internship and that was 2012, I suppose. And, but I'd known him forever, you know, I just being a fan of his work. We both grew up in Alabama, he mm-hmm. from Bruton and, and me from Montgomery, a few, you know, a few hours north. And so um, the amazing thing about working for Keith is that while we both might have the same or had when I began there, you know, the same kind of just general aesthetic opinions, I learned my like practicals from Keith. I learned the difference in a gimp and a welt and a knife pleat and a, um, the eight colors in the family of coral, <laughs> largely named after food groups. Mm, <laughs> um, wait, what are the shrimp? Yeah, tell them. Well, I don't know if they're eight, but I mean, there's a whole slew. Um, lobster, shrimp, salmon, paprika, watermelon, you know, and oh they're gosh, that's all hilarious. distinctly different. <laughs> um, they're all so different. And so, you know, you learn, you learn the, how to actually be an interior decorator when you're training, when you're interning. And then I was lucky enough to stay on for another year there. Um, and so I, um, I don't know, I, I, I think that he has such an amazing humor about him. And, and while his um, interiors are very, maybe they're, they're traditional, but he, he adds this pop of whimsy and, mm-hmm. and a bit of humor to everything that he does. So um, 
not to be afraid to, you know, use modern art or use a, you know, a wacky cocktail table that mm-hmm. you might not think fits in into that space, but it actually just adds that perfect something. Right. Um, right. A little energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and, talk a lot about how people get really um, like focused on matching and how like or one style. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. When the fun should be in kind of mixing it the all mix, together. Yeah. Right? right. Like we if it's um, all matching, it's kinda after working for Keith, I went to One King's Lane as a buyer for the antiques and vintage business. And a lot of what we did while there was kind of um and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was actually editing because, you know, we were putting vintage one of a kind product into these sales that were so that were that were thematic. So we had a Nantucket sale and then I'm editing or I'm choosing from all of the mm-hmm. submissions that we had the best things to go into this Nantucket sale. Right. Well that's what we fit the do vibe. for a column that is, you know, True. that's yeah. some you know, for its summer it's a you know, it might be a rubric that's called lookbook and and then you have a you know, each issue it's kind of themed around a topic for fall or a topic for summer. Well, if it's Nantucket, we're still picking the best products that I know of to go into that sale. So it was editing in a in a strange way. But the other interesting thing was that we were, you know, the vintage team was responsible for kind of spritzing in vintage pieces to the either the beautiful imagery that One King's Lane was is producing mm-hmm. or or into a sale that sold branded product. And so I think that there's such an important or such an amazing story to be told in interiors if they span a few a few years, you know, mm-hmm. you're collect you collected this here, you found this beautiful I mean, I have the a nanny rocker and my you know, the beautiful rattan rocking chair yeah. in my living room and I don't have, you know, and it doesn't it's not perfect, but I think it's perfect, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure it's my roommate's favorite thing in our apartment, but it's my you know, it's my favorite thing. Does she like your Bergier chairs? Um well, the Berger chairs are actually sitting at home in Montgomery, Alabama, because ah. I do not have room for them. And I love it. Oh my gosh! Um, you, wait, my are you filling up your parents' garage? I'm filling stuff? up my like childhood bedroom. Okay. <laughs> it's just like wait, storage. you bought these chairs and you can't even sit in them. True. They're That's too so good sad. to pass up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she will one day. One day I'll. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'll have them. I knew I had to have them right then. Well, we had that, a, like make you super like yeah you're as sad as I am. <laughs> I think Caroline might be sadder than you. She's very upset. She wants to go visit them and sit on them. I know. <laughs> I want to see what they look like. I need a picture. Mm-hmm. I can. You're, you're gonna ask something, Karen. What were you gonna no, say? No, I was gonna say we had a, a a listener write us and we posed this question to Miles the other day, but I would I'd like to get your take on it. Oh boy, me and Miles, <laughs> right? We'll take it okay. out. Okay. So okay. she lives abroad. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, she is either in the military or her husband's in the military, and she's in Germany. And she has the opportunity while she's there to basically shop the markets of Europe. Storage right. isn't an issue. Transport home isn't an issue. But she does not know where she'll be living when she gets home. She doesn't have a space she's particularly decorating or designing for. But she, you know, is loath to give up this opportunity to look around and buy amazing things. What advice do you give when you don't know the end game of your design when you're shopping? You just put it well, in your in spare Europe? bedroom. Yeah, in, in Europe? Europe. Yeah. Like, what do you buy if you don't know? Ceramics, tabletop. I mean, you buy yardage of fabric. You know, you don't have to upholster anything with it now. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, I was in 
had the opportunity to go with the leading hotel groups of the world to a couple of cities in Western Europe in December. And we went to some Christmas markets and things like that. But I found my way in Amsterdam to this amazing textiles shop. And I don't have anything right now that I need to that I that I need to reupholster. But I bought you know, but I brought home table you know, napkins, a table runner and some yardage that I can do yeah. that I can have you know, in the future, mm-hmm. um, I would say buy things like that. You can store them under your bed, you know, right. you can store them in your stove like I do. <laughs> do, <laughs> Whatever. You, do you store things in your stove? Um, it's not, I guess it's in not your oven. that bad, but I, but I, but I have it at times. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Just to get it out of the way if someone's coming we over. We talk a lot about small spaces at, at House Beautiful because there's the kind of iconic and people are, people love the small spaces issue. And you're um, in New York. And I'm in New York. So give us know, some tips for small spaces. Small spaces. Okay. Go, Lucy. Um, take I it think away. that there um, small. is always an opportunity for um, maybe it's a cocktail table that has a bottom level. For, mm-hmm. So all of my co- coffee table books, I actually have under the, uh, like on mm-hmm. the shelves below my coffee table. Um, so they are, st- you know, they're stacked and they're beautiful, and that can those things can be displayed, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just having to stack on top of the top surface. Um, so that's one thing I love about. Um, and I bought a new coffee table when I went to when I moved into my current apartment because of that reason. I mm-hmm. wanted a coffee table that had shelves underneath it. Tell me this, okay? You have a roommate. Does she like design? No, 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 no. Does I mean, she, she think you're crazy no. when you're like, but I she, want to do she's, X? They, we just like, she's like, okay, no more. Not, not, not much else. And she told me, um, actually via text message this past weekend, that she wants a new she wants a new shower curtain. And I said, so and I said, so I have one, but you told me last year that we couldn't use it. And she was like, oh, I think I might like it now. You know, so it's just a... It's just a patient thing, you know. Or maybe we, you know, she just has to get there. She's coming around. It's like That's a spouse. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always we get a lot of questions from people that are like, I'm going to redo X, but my husband, well, we just had a question. My husband has this recliner. It's non-negotiable. It's, yeah. We're like, negotiate it. You need to. Oh, yeah. The Nothing not- is non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I was recently in Hudson, New York, where there's like amazing vintage shopping, but there's also this... Um, hand block printing fabric line that I know from from work, but they make beautiful. I didn't. I had never been into the actual shop in Hudson, New York, and my boyfriend and I were just there for the weekend, and and I saw it, and I it, I remembered that they had this storefront, so we went in, and I bought a few linens, and he was looking around, and I saw that he was like really intrigued, and <laughs> you know, of course, he ended up buying like the one set that I mean, they're beautiful, but it's like the one set I wouldn't have bought. <laughs> But I'm happy and proud of him for buying that. Exploring. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into design? How did you know that you had a passion for something like this? Um, gosh, I don't know how I got into it, but I know that I've always had opinions about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so even as like a little girl, you know, I remember my like first bedroom was, you know, had cabbage rose chintz just like from floor to ceiling and a iron bed that it was painted white with little penny round pillows you know mm-hmm. the little yeah. yes. round pillows of course sophie, sophie donaldson has deemed them back um, <laughs> i love it yeah so um 
we, I just, you know, I've, that was my first exposure and my parents moved to a different home when, when I was probably 12 and it was, and I just had all these opinions that I knew that I wanted twall in my bedroom and I picked out, I remember meeting. How did with you even know designer. what twall was? I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't know how I knew what twall Did you was. use the name twall or were you like, yes. I want this and it was twall? No, I knew that it was twall. Okay. But I, I used to pour over Verena magazine as a all little right. girl. Like I remember like reading it at the kitchen table and looking at all the, you know, and I, I would cut things out and collage my wall. But that, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. you met with your interior designer at the age of 12. I met with my mom's interior designer at it. age 12. At our, I remember at our dining room table and she had all these swatches. And I picked this like duck egg and cream twall fabric. And I then had the audacity to draw out like a big balloon swag, like Valance. Oh and, my gosh, that's and, awesome. And this is what I want. Here. It's still, it's still there. there. Yeah, it's still there. So that's where you're this shoving where your, your furniture. Are. Yeah, <laughs> this is where the chairs are. They sit under the fringe wig and the toile. You had good taste. Yeah, yeah. As I a thought child. the designer was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Yeah. Like this little twelve-year-old. I don't know, and I still have. I still live in a in a room with duck egg floral. It's linen, so it's a little bit less formal. There's no balloon swags in my. Mm-hmm. in my bedroom on in New York. But, but maybe one day they will be. You never I, know. I still love them. It's actually surprising to me, or not surprising, but I think it's funny how so many people, so many of our guests, podcast guests, have mentioned when we asked them, like, how did you know about your love for design, yada, yada. I would say 90% mentioned their childhood bedroom. Decorating their yeah. childhood Decorating bedroom. Decorating it. Mm-hmm. Having rearranging opinions about the furniture. it, rearranging it. Vern, yep, designed his own furniture, and his parents had it made for him yeah. when he was nine. I'm like what? Yeah, that's amazing. I know, and he still has it. He still yeah. has pieces of it around his house. He still likes it. Like it's crazy. That's amazing. But I mean, I mean it's all very similar stories. But You're it's right. that kind yeah. of thing. It's like the encouragement from parents, I suppose, to to be creative and yeah. to let me sit at the dining room table with the interior designer and pick out what I want in my bedroom, you know? Yeah. There's a lot that, of validation in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I had the freedom to do that. And, you know, there were art classes every day and there were, um, there was, you know, visiting museums when we went on vacation or visiting museum in Montgomery or whatever it was. There was just a lot of encouragement to do what I thought was fun. Yeah. I feel like 12 years old, I have to say, is probably a good age. If you're like, that's a good age to do it. Yeah. If you're like six, that would have been right. god awful right, choices. Right, right. Like, right, that right. would have been like Cinderella and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, a, you're a little more mature at 12. So, that right. was probably a good time. Right. <laughs> well, you're 12 going on 30 as a little girl, probably. You know? Right. Yeah. You think you're amazing. And you are. <laughs> right. I have boys, so neither of them. Aww. have decorated their rooms in a, in a manner which I deem acceptable. Well, Jacob did tell us recently that he likes to decorate with dirty clothes. That's true. <laughs> His manner of decorating is to scatter dirty clothes all around so the room. So I decorated in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a universal thing. Yeah. So he won't grow out of it for another eight years. Probably. Right. maybe. Right. Um, you mentioned earlier getting stuff re-upholstered. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we... People do that a lot. Like, it's not uncommon. But I had a girlfriend recently who she's moving into a new house, and she has a pair of chairs that are – I want to get both of y'all's opinion on this um, for her. She has a pair of chairs that I think came out of, like, 
her grandmother's house or something. Mm-hmm. She loves the chair in terms of the comfort. She mm-hmm. said it's perfectly her size. They're swivel. They're like super comfy. Hmm. They're not bad looking in terms of shape. Like they're not old fashioned looking or anything, uh-huh. but they need, you know, they're old, like the fabric needs to be done. But even reupholstering, that's not like a cheap no. fix. You know, you're probably going to spend, let's say, $1,000, $1,200 when you're putting on the fabric, fabric and, the, you know, whatever. So she's debating whether she should just buy new chairs or reupholster. Mm-hmm. What teams are you on? What should she do? You want to go first? Well, I think that if you're going to pay for a nice, like a decent swivel chair, it's going to be at least that much. Them, you're you're already above, way above. Yeah, above the the cost of reupholstering. Totally. Yeah. So. And 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 if you anticipate being able to do a com or something of that sort, then you're buying yardage and you're paying mm-hmm. for the new chair so why i just buy the yardage yeah yeah i mean yeah. you can have whatever you want yeah i mean is Agreed. there ever a situation when y'all feel like just scrap it and buy something new well like for instance if you happen to be in the bunny williams showroom and there are a couple of berger chairs that are perfect <laughs> right. that you're in love with <laughs> and they're a great deal or something snap them up right you know what i mean but if you have something you like already go ahead and yeah repurpose it reupholster yeah. it no, I I mean, I totally agree with y'all. She was just asking me the question, and I was like... Plus, it's hard what? to find a chair that fits you mm-hmm. the right way, that you know, you sit in well, it, and you like it. Well, it fits your room. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, two swivel chairs, that can be kind of hefty. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think she should just, yeah. All right, so Sydney, if you're up. listening, Cindy, uh-huh. this is another Alabama girl, so... <laughs> it's a southern, <laughs> out num- southern day. We're outnumbering them today. Um, All right. Okay. Well, now let's do our let's do listener our- dilemma. This is sort of two questions, but it's from the same person. Okay. So this is from Bess, and she says, Hi, ladies. I have several questions. First, how do I decorate around this light switch? I'd really like to put a mirror in my little entryway, but if it were centered, it would have to be 22 inches wide, and it's hard to find a mirror that size. Or should I go in a totally different direction and opt for art instead? Can I still incorporate a mirror somehow? That's the first one. So she has a small little wall, and she has a, a little console table there and a lamp. And there's a light switch right there by the door, which happens all the time. Okay. I've thought this out. Okay. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So I think that the right thing to do, or a, a, a an option for you could be best to do kind of like two really elegant and slender um like buffet like lamps. Buffet lamps. Mm-hmm. And I really like the ones on Ballard that I saw, The mm-hmm. um, like that bamboo one. Oh, that's so is pretty. so pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's like $189, and you can do any color, little tapered lampshade on top. And then you still have, they're nine inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. And then you still have. To push those to the edge. Yeah, so you push those to the edge, and then you still have room for a mirror there. And even then, if you want a little bit of, color through art or something a you could do a color on the top of your lamp sh- for your lampshade or b over here on this small wall next to the shuttered window why not do like some botanicals like like two stacked Stack. on top of each mm-hmm. other that live together botanicals two maps 
you know, a series of something. Black and white photography. And then you, and then you get all three things that you want. And with the skinny kind of tapered table lamp, you, you can still reach your light switch. True. Though it will be a bit camouflaged. Right. By the shade. So that's exactly that's, good. That's great. Yeah. And you can get a slender mirror to go back there sure, behind them. And, you, and were... it'd be nice if the the shades overlap, overlap the mirror or something. Right. I mean, but there are a lot of, of small mirrors on yes. your website. There's an entire section that's mm-hmm. called like petite wall yeah. mirrors. And then secondly, you could also shop vintage because, you know, we, we weren't always all obsessed with big, huge. bulky, yes. huge, you know. So vintage yeah. is, is a nice way to to find a nice and often affordable way to find more petite True. items, I know this, especially for your wall. Mm-hmm. I know the best lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I say that she brings her tape measure. She goes to Scott's and she measures every single mirror yeah. until she finds one. That fits, or go online too. Yeah. I mean, you, true. You know, I mean, unless you want something vintage, but key, yeah, measure that space and write it down and put it in your purse or on yeah. your phone. And then when you're out shopping, you can always have that and go, "Oh, this one will work." Right. Okay. I've never done this, but I have heard people suggest it, so I'm just going to throw it out there. But I think that you could probably go to like a mirror shop or like their places that like do custom bath mirrors, and they have frames. You could maybe even go to a frame shop. But well, twenty yeah, inches so doesn't get, seem to that's be that what narrow. You could do is is get go one to made. A, well go to a frame shop and have them just get a frame panel. You know, mm-hmm. put a put a mirror inside of that. Right. I hear I hear and people then, doing that all the time. And then that way you get you can pick out exactly the frame you want that mm-hmm. matches your. And then just put mirror in it. Your lamps or your whatever you want it to coordinate with. I'm going on our site to look at mirrors because <laughs> I just feel like twenty two inches is pretty wide. No, you had said there are several yeah. options. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, and I love the the buffet lamp ideas yeah. because yeah. you're right. It will camo that switch a little bit, but it's not going to cover it up, so you can still get in mm-hmm. there and um, turn things on and off. Yeah, done. Cool. Even a round sunbursty one would be pretty. Okay. Okay. So this is our next question. Okay. What about laying layering curtains over plantation shutters? I'm replacing the furniture in my bedroom, but I'm stumped on what to do about this window. The shutters provide plenty of privacy, but how can I make it prettier? Mm. Also thought this one through. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So what I would do is I would buy a white curtain rod and I would hang it. I would buy a thick one, mm-hmm. like two inches or mm-hmm. something. Um, and I would hang it a few inches above the shutter, above, mm-hmm. above the window, mm-hmm. and then have white rings as well. And then you've automatically made a, a marriage, like a happy family among your shutters and your rings and your rod if they're all painted in a uniform white. So then find a pretty curtain. Again, you could do that on Ballard, um, but you could have have curtains made as well to really personalize your space. Um, I like with rings, I like a box pleat, just -hmm. something really simple, but also that camouflage is kind of, you know, and it hugs the rod a bit. Yeah. Something like that, but then it, you know, play around with, with trims. I mean, I, I, you know, everyone is doing trims these days. Trims are back. I mean, there's no, no reason to state that. Um, no. And they, um, it's an amazing way to personalize, especially if you're afraid of a pattern fabric. Pick a beautiful solid that you like, and and go to town 
with a big, wide leading edge or right. something like that. You can have your dry cleaner sew that on. Yeah. I would say, too, with these shutters, don't cover them up with no, the no, panel. No. Really hang your drapery so that it just covers the edge of the trim on the side, on right. the left and right side, so you still see your window. It's really just sort of softening that edge. And you, it looks like you have space on the left and right to do that. You might need to pull your bed out like a, a couple inches from the wall there. Yeah. Right. And that's why a valance won't work is because then can you can you open the shutter? Right. You know, or can yeah. you? So I think a curtain like, is definitely the way to go there. I feel like we've gotten some version of this question before about layering over plantation shutters or mm -hmm. layering over some other you know, shades or whatever. And I always feel like layering a curtain over a bamboo shade or a plantation shade or whatever, I think it's, a, I think it looks amazing. It looks better to me. Yeah, like, it's really so much and more. It seems thoughtful and kind of completed when it's done. You Agreed. Know? Yeah. Agreed. There's a lot more importance to a curtain than just the window, you know, like privacy and like light. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, filtering your, your light like it can just be a decorative thing in the room exactly you don't need it doesn't have to be practical right mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so yes i think she absolutely needs a curtain a lot of the things in our rooms are not practical they're there to be pretty yeah and that's what that should be <laughs> okay here's a question for y'all because mm -hmm. this is an asymmetrical window right so what should she do she needs something over her like should she do a mirror over the other bedside tape like how should she balance this window on the other side Oh, on the other side of the bed? Right. Oh, I don't think she can. I think she just needs to put something over the... Is it a day bed or a bed? Sleigh no, bed. It's, just, just it's a twin bed. sleigh bed or something. Is it's it queen? Why is it a sleigh bed? What is your problem? That is a queen sleigh bed with space on the other side of it. I think it's a full. Or, or, yeah. I think it's a full. I think it's a full. Or queen, whatever. It's not a twin. What is your problem? And I think I'm mirror shopping, okay? I'm obsessed over here. She's buying new bedroom furniture. Yes, yeah. But I mean, she's still going to have a space over here. I mean, I'm not, what is there some some way like should she put some art? Yeah, she needs big art over art her bed. Over like big a lamp, like how? Well, I think that if um depending on the type of furniture she's getting, it might be nice to get to have a higher, you know, a higher headboard mm -hmm. and then that blank that kind of blank space is is almost more, you know, maybe it's a it's an upholstered headboard that that lives a oh, bit higher on that wall. That's smart. And then and then you really just buy box springs. You don't even need the foot of the bed. Right. And and then you have more space and what seems to be a a smaller, you know, not from New York seniors, but a smaller bedroom, you have more space when you don't have the actual end of that sleigh. The footboard, it's visually yeah. blocking you yeah. off in that Yeah, and then room. I would do, mm -hmm. you know, she could fit a queen bed in that nook, in that in that space there, and then I would just do a really pretty dresser under the window yeah. and have the curtain kind of draped behind it. Have the bed all the way over. Yeah. I have found the perfect mirror for you, by the way, because <laughs> I'm obsessively going through the website. Because I feel like a sunburst would be pretty mm -hmm. in the spot she's got, the, the prior the you know her little entry um uh because i feel like in that very tight space having something round um won't feel as cramped inside of that little um inside the buffet yeah, yeah with the light switch so i'm looking at the suzanne castler sunburst mirror number four on the ballard website it's 21 inches perfect with go. the little brass 
That is perfect. Bamboo lam- uh, lamps with some fun shades. Perfect. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Caroline's I have a question for hand. you. Mm-hmm. Since this is an entryway, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that mirror has a convex mirror in it. So what if she wants to like Put have a lipstick? spot to check her? Well, I bet little... she could find a sunburst mirror that is not convex. I, I can't okay, tell if this enough. one is, but yeah. Sometimes I these... like the convex mirror idea a lot because I feel like it's already a very square table. Mm-hmm. And so something not square well you know like sunburst or round or whatever will be a nice balance in there mm-hmm. yeah but it doesn't say it is but um you know don't you think that it is yeah convex? i'm looking at a reflection in it and it is it is convex but mm-hmm. maybe she's not interested maybe she doesn't care about seeing her reflection she just wants something yeah pretty true i would even pop a little rug down there like mm-hmm. and make a little vignette i like what well, you could put a little chair like a little ladder yeah. back chair right there and it could be a little or put a pretty little uh, upholstered yeah, ottoman like or something underneath it i was thinking mm-hmm. a, cute a little too. fabric softness under there mm-hmm. that's another thing a footstool like, measure that space underneath and just keep Tuck your eyes something. open for a little bench or something yeah that'll it's pretty house add, add a little more color and pattern like what you're doing, Bess. Yeah. Good job. Keep up the good work. <laughs> In her little Atlanta bungalow, like yeah. like Caroline and me. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, Lucy. Oh, yeah. you're so well treated. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We like being in your building. It's I know. really cool. At least the, the cloud. They're starting to. Our cloud covers dissipating. Our <laughs> the cloud is 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 uh is fading. It's going away. <laughs> it That's is. That's good. Now, do you have Instagram or anything you want to tell people to follow oh, you boy. on? No. <laughs> no, you're like, no, do no, not. No, I do. You can find me. I'm um, just Lucy Bammon. It's just, there's only one of me. Okay. So, <laughs> it's just at Lucy Bammon. B-A-M-M-A-N. B-A-M-M-A-N. Like Person. Alabama. <laughs> awesome. Thank you that for That works out so nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We'd love to hear from you, hear your feedback. Um, we would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that right in your app too. And of course, find all the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And um, follow us on social media. Oh, and send your questions in to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can answer them on a future episode. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating. <laughs>